0: What's going on, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here with Mike K for the latest episode of the No Huddle Show. It's the NFL Draft, so it will surprise you to know that the Eagles fans are not happy. Um, at least they weren't initially. Uh, the NFL Draft started yesterday. I don't think it started out as like uh, wild as maybe everybody was projecting. There was no trades for a while. And then things started getting a little weird, especially a wide receiver, which is all the Eagles fans really matter- cared about yesterday. You know, there's a lot of false noise about the Eagles maybe getting a linebacker. Um, that clearly didn't happen because the guy they had been rumored for was there and they didn't pick him. But the point being, C.D. Lamb, who many had as the top receiver in this draft, was still there uh, as of the Cowboys pick, which is 18, right?
1: their
0: 18th? 17th. Uh, 17th. So he got to the Cowboys and the Cowboys pick C.D. Lamb and the city of Philadelphia would have rioted if they didn't have to shelter in place. Um, They were upset, I think, understandably. We're going to get into that in a little bit. But so he, he was gone, and then it gets to 21, and Justin Jefferson's still on the board. He's the guy that almost universally has been the projection for the Eagles for the last couple weeks. I think you and I both had him as their projection when we did like a seven-round earlier this week. I think by the time draft day came, we both had Henry Ruggs. Ruggs wound up being the number one receiver picked by the Raiders, an old-school Raiders pick. But the Eagles passed on Justin Jefferson – He went to the Vikings and the Eagles instead picked Jalen Rager, uh, the wide receiver from TCU, who I think a lot of us thought if they had traded back, he was probably the target. Instead, they stayed at 21. Um, There's a lot to like unpack here in terms of the criticism and whether it's deserved and and all that stuff. But just as like a player, how how do you think when you when you saw that they picked Jalen Rager, like what how did that hit your mind? How did it hit your brain? Like what you started thinking?
1: Well, everything I'd read and everything I'd heard made it sound like he was a guy that they really, really liked. But I had also heard and I had mentioned on on last year earlier in the week that C.D. Lamb was the guy that the Eagles loved. Um, Since then, there's been reports that they also love Judy and all this other stuff. To me, though, I think my issue with the um, the pick was... Man, this just felt like a reach, and I'm wondering. Here's the thing: I'm wondering if, if let's say the 49ers take uh, Lamb instead of Javon Kinlaw at 14 after they traded back. Right? Does the fan base feel as terrible as they do right now with Jalen Rager? What?
0: Well, yeah, I, th- I think it's all it's all a part of it. I think for sure, like that 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 informs the anger. I think.
1: Right. I mean, I think it's, you've got to, you've got to factor in other aspects of the process, right? So, um, I gave the pick a B minus. Um, maybe I was a little generous, uh, I think he definitely solves the need for them. He's an explosive player who can play the Z position. He can play the slot. Um, He's kind of the polar opposite of Justin Jefferson in a lot of ways. They had polar opposite college careers. Justin Jefferson was a yardage and touchdown scoring machine. Rager had a pretty pedestrian junior year, um, you know, compared to actually really impressive sophomore year where Jefferson had the out of the pedestrian sophomore year so um also jefferson was seen as a better slot receiver than an outside receiver rager seen as a better outside receiver than a slot receiver so um you know how he had us fooled i mean i think a lot of us really assumed that that um you know justin jefferson was going to be the guy shout out to the athletic shilkapadia who um i believe mocked him to the Eagles at 21, if I'm not mistaken. So
0: Rager, he did, he mocked Rager.
1: Yeah. um, Oh, wow. He also gave the, 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 uh, the pick a B. So um, look, I don't love the value. Uh, I think from the need and the talent standpoint, I think he's extremely talented. I think he can help them on special teams. I think he's a really dynamic guy in space, which will help them at punt returner. They've struggled to have a consistent punt return presence the last two years I think, you know, from a receiving standpoint, you can use him on a lot of gadget plays. Doug Peterson can get get creative. Um, I see him as the long-term heir apparent to Deshaun Jackson at the Z receiver spot, but I also think he can be used in the slot. And like I talked about with Justin Jefferson earlier in the week, you can rotate Jackson and and Rager pretty regularly in the slot in the Z position and get two speedsters on the field at once. I, I think it's good insurance for... The Eagles, from a Deshaun Jackson standpoint, I think they should double dip in this draft, but we'll get more into that later.
0: Yeah, um, here before we dive because we're going to dive a little deeper into Jalen Rager. I think we should talk about the trade thing because I think that that's almost like the the reason why this is such a discussion. Because um, I think, like you said, like if if Lamb had went when he was projected, and all and Judy and Rugs went where they still went or whatever, like this is a different discussion just because the idea that they let the Cowboys get him is kind of almost like makes it even worse. If it was any other team, literally any other team, I think the reaction would have been slightly different, but the fact that he got to the Cowboys and now the Eagles have to play him twice a year is like factoring into it. Um, I think a lot of the reporting has been that the Eagles weren't actually particularly interested in trading up for him. Uh, I don't know if they, they, when they already gave up a third round pick to get Darius Slay, Maybe they they were gonna have to give up either a second or a third to move up. I don't know if that's the case or not. That's just me guessing, but that's I kinda, mean
1: that's kind of how, how he kinda yeah put it without
0: putting. But it. I mean, of course he's 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 not gonna say, but he's not gonna like make it sound like oh we only had to give up a third, but I'm not gonna do that like that. So he's I don't think he's gonna give all the info, obviously. But anyway, um, you know I, I think it is worth criticizing for this. Um, you know when it comes down to it, I, I know that it's it they're it's apples oranges, but they decided to trade. A high third round a higher third round pick for a twenty nine year old corner that they turned around and paid fifteen mil a year when they probably could use that pick to trade up and get CeeDee Lamb, who would have been their number one receiver for a long time. I mean, I I know it's not that simple, but I I I think I understand the anger. I, well, I I after sleep, I think it's good we waited to sleep on this to do the pod because I've I've warmed up to the idea of Rager a little more as like a player and a fit and what they need and all that stuff. But just when you consider what they could have had, like if 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 the difference is like either DeAndre Hopkins or a pretty good deep threat, I think you want DeAndre Hopkins because I think that's what uh, what Lamb has been compared to quite a bit.
1: Yeah, I think that's a I think that's fair to say. I also think. You know, I wrote about this in my column this morning. Uh, you know, we we in the media and fans in general tend to ride this script of, if you love a guy, take him in the original pick, right? And Or, or go up and get him. I don't get the sense that the Falcons really wanted to trade back. They kind of took their own reach in AJ Terrell, who I thought was going to be a top 25 player as opposed yeah. to a top 16 player. Um you look at uh, the 49ers taking Kinlaw. That was a steal. They had to take that pick. You look at, especially after getting value in a trade back of one spot with the Buccaneers, you know, the Buccaneers really needed that franchise right tackle. Um, the Denver Broncos obviously really wanted Judy. So there weren't a lot of avenues to really trade up to begin with without probably having to give up more than what the yeah. trade chart that's fair that, that that's I mean look I, I'm just trying to be as objective as possible here but that said Howie Roseman has been preaching several things throughout the offseason he wanted to get younger he wanted to get faster he wanted to equip the the coaching staff and the quarterback Carson Wentz with players that fit their skill set that is what he did with Jalen Rager for one he held his ground, didn't trade. Maybe he made some calls, but he held his ground and didn't trade up. He kept all eight picks. That was important to him. He has stressed the need to have as many picks as possible after only having ten picks over the last two years. So he stuck to that. Right? Yeah. He wanted to get faster. Uh, Rager's maybe the second fastest or third fastest wide receiver in this class. He's also a lot more than just a speed receiver. He's, he can yeah. go across. He the-
0: also didn't test. as He also didn't test as well as everybody expected at the combine, but that doesn't necessarily matter.
1: Right. I think he, it, you and I talked about it too, at the time, I thought he put on too much weight. He looked like yeah. a boulder. Um, That said, you know, I mean, they've added that speed threat. Howie Roseman talked about how difficult it was to get an outside speed receiver. He's right. There's a lot of really good speed receivers in this draft, but they're mostly of the slot variety. Devin DuVernay, you know, Courtney, Courtney um, Davis, like, There are guys that are are fast, but they're mostly laterally quick. And I think, you know, when you look at a guy who can stretch vertically, you look at Henry Ruggs, you look at Jalen Rager, and to an extent K.J. Hamler, who I think is better fit for the slot as well. So they really kind of had to find, you know, their Baskin-Robbins flavor that they wanted, and that's what they did. On top of that, um, you know, Carson Wentz has missed out on a deep threat for two years since Tory Smith's been gone. Um, the Mike Wallace experiment didn't work. Uh, Deshaun Jackson was injured all of last year. So he's had a deep threat for like a full game once. <laughs> you
0: know? and, it, and, it, and they played play great when they did. So.
1: Right. So getting Rager makes a lot of sense um, towards philosophy. I'm not saying for value, but in, in, in a sense, Howie Roseman kept his word. He wasn't I mean he did nothing hypocritical in this this process of this first round, so I think that adds some weight to maybe the philosophy changing. You also look at the Joe Douglas philosophy of looking at guys college production, Howie Roseman said at his season ending press conference after the playoff loss that they kind of messed up by over evaluating or production or overvaluing production. Uh, which made them basically pass on DK Metcalf and Terry McLaurin. Um, look, Rager wasn't extremely productive at TCU. I don't think he gets drafted by this team if Joe Douglas is still here. So that shows a sign of change in philosophical viewpoints and outlooks. And I think if there's one positive to take from that, it's it's that.
0: Yeah, I I think that all makes sense here. I'm just going to run through some information about Rager, and then we can talk a little more about him. I just think we should get it all out there. So he's 5'11", 206. He ran a 4'47 at the Combine, which I think he had expected to run like a 4'3", something. And everybody says his game tape is faster. You've watched him. Yeah, it's Um, significantly faster. He had a 42-inch vertical, which is really good. 17 bench press reps, which is good for a small receiver. Pretty good broad jump. Um... NFL.com compared him to Curtis Samuel, who I know you're you're a fan of, uh, his stats. So last year, he only had 611 receiving yards and five touchdowns, and a stat that was going around that he had a 47% catch rate. But I just, there's a stat here from Sports Info Solutions that he was targeted 92 times, and only 55 of those passes were even catchable. So he played with really bad quarterbacks. Um, and I think that kind of almost makes it hard to evaluate him a little bit because he, he – you don't know how he's going to look with a good quarterback either necessarily, but um and just looking at his scouting report. You know, a lot of the stuff is about how he has great speed and explosiveness and all this stuff. But I think some of the questions are about his focus, his competitiveness. And one thing that concerned me in his NFL, NFL.com uh, scouting report is about his ball skills not being great as of now. I mean, he that can develop, but I mean, that was kind of a Nelson Aguilar problem, not to compare them, but like that, just to give the lay of the land in terms of regret. My, my thing is, like you said, it's a lot about value. Uh, J- Daniel Jeremiah had him as a 56th overall player in the draft, which is a second round pick around where the Eagles are picked. It's not meaning he would fall there or anything. Um, I think he's a lot more flawed of it. You, you'd be better speak to this than I could, but I think he seems like a lot more flawed of a receiver prospect than Justin Jefferson, if you just break it down by like receiver traits, right?
1: Yeah. You're, you're looking at a playmaker as I think uh, Jeff McClain actually nailed this on the head uh, from the inquirer. You're, you're looking at a playmaker as opposed to a wide receiver. So like, you you know, you have a heavy background in covering college football. It's like looking at a five-star athlete recruit as opposed to a five-star wide receiver, if that makes sense. So and, and that's true, because he's going to be a punt returner. The kid's almost definitely going to be the starting punt returner from the jump. Uh, on top of that, he's probably going to be the backup Z and the backup slot receiver at worst, right? So um, he's going to play a bunch of roles. And something important to keep in mind with new wide receivers coach Aaron Moorhead, he is a big believer in teaching all three positions. I don't think Rager's a very good fit for X. He, he won't have the cushion. He'll have to get off press. I don't really think that's his game. Um, but I think being that flanker, I think he can be used on screens. I think he, he can be used on end arounds and jet sweeps. I think he can, you know, run go routes. Like he's going to be a guy that they try to get the ball in his hands and then make something happen afterwards. I think he's a yards after catch option. I think he's a guy that Carson can feel good about throwing the ball to in space, um, you know, because there are a lot of guys on this team that don't get yards after the catch, and I think that was a big proponent of why the Eagles traded for Golden Tate. I know it didn't work out, but that was a big deal to them.
0: Yeah. Um. So let's, so the receiving core, as you well know, the Eagles didn't acquire any receivers in the offseason, which is still, in retrospect, seems kind of weird. But so this, what this does is it brings – Deshaun Jackson and Ray Gore as like the and seemingly the outside receivers, right? Unless unless the, what they have JJ Arcega-Whiteside out there, I guess. I don't well,
1: know. I mean, if Alshon Jeffries, were,
0: yeah, sure. I guess I guess if we're if we're saying Alshon's coming so, back, so, and, and as of as of now, Greg Ward would be the slot guy. But they obviously, you know, we're recording this on Friday morning. They could still draft another receiver tonight.
1: Yeah, this is gonna have a very short shelf life. But um, what I want to say <laughs> is. You know, and I said this leading into the draft, they drafted J.J. to be the future X. I mean, they're not just going to give up on that after a year. Yep. Uh, so I think with that said, like, here's the thing. So uh, I mentioned McClain earlier, but he brought up how the Eagles were were debating over J.J. Orciga Whiteside and Paris Campbell. Well, Paris Campbell had an, actually a worse year than than J.J. Orciga Whiteside from a production standpoint. So...
0: And they want, and they want that report also said they wanted me Hardman. And then he got picked one pick before.
1: Yeah. Which is bananas. Cause he was, I mean, look, you can look at Rager as a, as a solution to that or mitigation yeah. to that problem. Um, look, I like Rager. I don't like the value there. I would have traded back personally, but apparently teams like the Vikings and the Packers really seem to dig him. Uh, you know, it's important to remember that media grades are different than team grades, and team boards yeah. are different than media boards. And um, I think we can be very critical. I think it's an underwhelming pick by most standards. I think the Eagles are excited about him, but I don't think they hit a home run, clearly. Um, that said, though, I think Howie. So we talked about the trade thing. I want to get back to that. I think Howie Roseman is somewhat justified in not trading up in in the immediate moment because of how much perceived first-round talent just fell to the second round. I mean, you Yatir Grosmatos, AJ Epinesa, um, Trayvon Diggs, uh, Denzel Mims. Like, all these players have fallen. Every safety is still there. I mean, you could literally pick blindfolded at that position and land a stud. Uh, so, it, I mean... That 53rd pick is so important. It's also their only means of really getting stronger draft capital by trading back. So, I mean, like I did the math a couple of days ago, if they trade back to 59, they can get a third, they can get a fourth and like a fifth out of it. So like that's, that's the thing. If they want to add picks, I truly believe they want to have 10 picks in this draft. If they want to do that, trading back in the second round is very important. And I think there'll still be very good talent there at the end of the second round.
0: I think that makes sense. Um, Thanks. All right. <laughs> uh, let's turn You had some questions that you got from uh, Eagles extra, what you should sign up for guys. If you haven't already, Two you weeks get free. Um, give us some of the questions we got.
1: Uh, so I got asked by one, we don't put all the names out there, but does Alshon Jeffrey get moved today and do they draft a linebacker?
0: No. And maybe.
1: Yeah, I think. So here's the thing. I think if they want to double dip at wide receiver, today's the day to do it. Just based on, on who they drafted in the first round and who's available. Um, If they do that, you're limiting yourself to one defensive position today. And that's either going to be a corner safety or a linebacker. To me, linebackers, their biggest need. And it's not even close. Uh, corner, they can feel somewhat good about Sidney Jones and Avante Maddox competing for the outside job. They have one starting linebacker and he's not even that good. They just love him. So, uh, look, Logan Wilson from Wyoming is the guy that I would take. Um, I, I did a mock draft today where I had them selecting Southern Illinois safety, Jeremy Chin in in the second round at number 53. And then I had them trading up in the third round to get Logan Wilson, he just fits everything they want to do. He's a former safety. He can, he's a ball Hawk. This kid is phenomenal. He's not Nathan Gary. He, he's coming in at Nathan Gary's size. So uh, I, I really like this kid a lot. The Eagles seem to like him a lot as well. So uh, yeah, I think there's a real, there stands a good chance that they grab a linebacker unless a bunch of corners fall, then I could see them it, corners or safeties falling. Um, and then I could see them taking a defensive back.
0: Yeah, I, I I did a second round mock draft for the whole league and I had them getting Grant Delpit. Uh, there's literally no safeties have been picked unless you consider Isaiah Simmons a safety. So I think they're going to have a real kind of tough decision to make if they stay at 53 between a receiver or one of those safeties. I don't think there's really linebackers that are worth picking in the second round, though.
1: Yeah, I'm not high like... There's some talk that Wilson could go in the late second round. I wouldn't take him there. I would take him in the third round. I'd even trade up till the middle of the third round to get him, but I'm not taking him in the second round. Um, Listen, uh, I could see them trading back if there's still four or five safeties available. I mean, you look at – if Jeremy – like if you're looking at the board and Chin, Delpit – Trying to think of who else.
0: Kyle Duggar.
1: Kyle Duggar, uh, uh, even Xavier McKinney. If the four of them are still there at 53 and people are just down on drafting safeties early, you trade back, you get those those picks, my friend, and you <laughs> make the most of it. You know what I mean? But the safety class, look, I like, there's, there's corners available that I really like. Trevon Diggs is a guy who I think Long term could be very good. Christian Fulton, I don't know how much of a of a fit he'll be. If I don't know how much press they're going to play, he's really good at press. Um, I don't know if putting him in space is the right move. It's kind of like putting Jalen Mills ten yards off. Um, so that'll be interesting. He also is not a very productive ball hawk. Uh, a guy I like on date or in the third round is Troy Pride from Notre Dame. I think he'd be the perfect tag team partner for for Slay and eventual replacement kind of Sheldon Brownish, Um But yeah, I think there's a lot, there's a treasure trove of safeties, wide receivers, linebackers, and corners that are still available. And I think Howie Roseman keeping 53 was a very smart move, if that was the choice he had to make. So here's, yeah. another, right. here, here's another one. Uh, was Rager always an Eagles high target that perhaps was shielded from media and, and out analysts? Uh, I mean, I think a lot of reports came out that they liked him. I don't think that that
0: um, just not just not at 21 was the idea
1: right I, I think yeah. a lot of people viewed him as as their second round choice potentially or a trade-up option or a trade-back option I don't, I don't I I think we all kind of assumed that they would move a little bit back or a little bit forward but um yeah. I at 21 really wasn't seemingly in the cards another question of that similar nature what was the biggest deciding factor between picking Rager and Jefferson uh, outside speed Howie Roseman nailed it on the head he just can consistently nailed that he they really wanted an outside speed threat and really there were only three guys that could do that uh the first one was taken by the Raiders at 12 so I think from that standpoint like I understand it I think Jefferson's the better prospect I think he'll be the better player but I understand what they're looking for and that kind of excuse me makes sense
0: and then yeah, we got what, oh,
1: then we got to ask. Let me ask you this question: Would you have yeah, skipped sure. Justin Jefferson for Rager? That was the the other question.
0: You know, I like just trading back is how what I would have ultimately done. Honestly, like I mean, if 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 I had that opportunity to trade back a few picks, um, I would have picked Je- like under my head. I would have picked Jefferson. Yeah, I he I just think he's a more complete player. I think they're not in really a position to like I, I'm just not really high in their receivers. At all, and you can't. I don't think there's any of them you can confidently like rely on going into next season. So you just get the most talented guy, and then you figure out the rest. And I don't think they got the most talented guy.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I, th- I think that's extremely fair. Um, I think he's got tons more upside. Uh, I think he's more physically talented, but I think that the better player is clearly Justin Jefferson.
0: Yeah, like Jefferson's ready to be a, like heavy contributor right now i think uh, absolutely so. absolutely and wh- who knows about i mean and you have to think about i think also you got a fact i mean teams aren't thinking like this because you're drafting not only for this year you're drafting for the next five years or whatever but there's probably not going to be any mini camp otas all that stuff the first time doug peterson's going to get his hands on these guys is in training camp um and i think Regor has some development he needs to go through it's a new coaching staff uh you know, I, I, who knows if he's going to be ready to get I mean, J.J. Sagan-Whiteside clearly wasn't ready to contribute right away. And he had all offseason last year. So, I mean, that that's kind of a factor, I think, to think about at least.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I completely agree.
0: Is that the last question? We good?
1: Uh, yeah, it was the last one, I think, prevalent to our conversation right now.
0: Uh, all right, we'll, we'll wrap up there. Uh, I think it was a good chat. We're going to we'll hit you guys again. Tonight's probably going to be another late night, so probably again uh, early tomorrow morning or something like that, and then we'll have a full-on draft recap for you Sunday or Monday. Uh, thanks for listening. Leave us some reviews and some comments, and we'll try and get to them in our next episode. Uh, anything you want to add, Mike, before you go?
1: Sign up for Eagles Extra. We're doing a, a, a an AMA, an exclusive AMA, at 5.30 today, Friday, um, and then we'll do an AMA on Sunday following the draft. Um, look, we're having fun on this. We've been we've been kind of, you know, musing quite a bit on there. It's been fun. We have a lot of great members. Um, the interactions are only with me, but that said, <laughs> if, if you ask a good question, I can shout it out to the group. We graded mock drafts yesterday. It was very fun. A lot of really good entries. Um, shout out to Aaron Pugh, I believe his name is, who won our our mock draft contest.
0: Awesome congratulations aaron all right uh we'll wrap it up there thanks for listening guys we'll talk to you guys tomorrow probably